Tim's show today. Speaking of which, what's shaking you, Tubanites? This is the Gabe and Tim show, aka the Overlist, aka the Comic Book Shakers of the Week. Let's do we're it. We're just a two man crew today, but we're going to hold it down for y'all as best we can. So, uh, why is it, con- is it congregating in live chat? It's Freestyle Friday. You know what that means? Let's bust out some freestyle music for you, man. Let me see what I got in store for you uh, right here. Alrighty, what's up, YouTube? I'm sorry, I can't play Jimmy Woo anymore. Uh, last time I played it, it muted it for some reason. I don't know what happened. Um, so strange. Uh, yeah, algorithms. What are you gonna do, Gabe? Somebody's good to the people, man. Yo, what up, everybody? Thanks, everybody, for showing up today. We got a, it's a Game and Tim show. We're gonna run down this list, some fun stuff, and then always stick around for the cool cover price. Uh, we'll see rundown. what's today. Yeah, yeah, that's so, always fun. yeah, man. So, once again, this is bought, bought from our friends from uh. Coverprice.com. Go over to coverprice.com. Sign up for a two-week refile or a uh, $6.99 a month to get this here list. And uh, there's a certain theme with the, the first few uh, books on this list um, that uh, I'll just leave it at that. Um, matter of fact, I should probably should pull up the notes myself. Um, where are they? Here they are. I'm like, <laughs> I should pull yeah, out, up my out own your, notes. Uh, your element here. Yeah. Uh, first of all, the show is sponsored by our friends over there. Make sure you sign up. 
Also, our friends at Bird City Comics, uh, who have a drop coming this Friday. Use discount code LOTLB to get 15% off. And uh, that drop happens to be this bad boy, The Last Ronin. The set will get you $40. I do believe it's cover A and cover B. One of them is in Lee. I forgot who the other one is. But this drops Friday. I think I got 6 p.m. Pacific. At the last Ronin, the Lost Years. That one looks dope. I like, I like, I like the last Ronin version of Turtles, man. So oh, that was uh, a great story, man. That oh, was yeah, fantastic. Man. That's like one of the best things that came out last year and this year. Yeah, I mean, if they finally made them adult. I guess you can say, uh, for lack of a better, well, at least one of them. Yeah, exactly. One of them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, the and I up, you and I grew up with the original black and white magazine where it was no pizza cowabunga, really. Right? Oh, no, you know? they didn't even have like the color, the different colored uh, headbands or any of that. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, um, Eastman was at my LCS for uh, uh, for signing, it was pretty cool, man. Dude, so. Eastman's one of the nicest guys you're ever going to meet in the comic book industry, and the guy's like a, a, a legitimate like the, people throw this word around, but he's legitimately a legend. And created a whole generation's worth of entertainment, right? Yeah. Probably one of the richest people I've ever met, I bet. Nicest yeah. dude you ever talked to. Super into his fans. He'll sign anything and everything that you bring to him. Yeah. And if you're playing at home, I'm reference the documentary, The Toys That Made Us, and look at the one about the Teenage Ninja Turtles. Uh, it's very, very interesting how how Eastman and Laird split, you know, because of one wanted to stick to one direction and one meant mass merchandising. I forgot which one was which, but watch it. It's worth a watch, as the kids say. So let's get right to it, boys and girls. The show is brought to you from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on the exclusive daily shakers list. This has changed several times a day. So make sure you check it out every day. Review some of the hottest trending books on the market. On, um, you know, it's not an offer list, I would say. Uh, perhaps a pervy list in some instances, <laughs> but I met uh, and some interesting ones on there. But let's get right to it. What do we got first? All right, number one, uh, keep an eye on this one. This is a different one we're talking about. This is Amazing Spider Man number 300, but this is the Spider Man classic action figure reprint from 2001. Before the massive success of the Marvel Legends toy line, there was the Spider Man classics toy line from Toy Biz. This 2001 action figure series was the first six-inch scale line of its kind to be produced by Toy Biz with highly detailed and articulated figures. Uh, it changes everything for action figures. Each figure came in a detailed package featuring a unique Spider-Man base and um, the first Toy Biz comic book reprints. This particular figure is the first listed in Series 1 and therefore makes the honor of first toy biz reprint this figure was the more modern version of spider-man where all other three uh, featured a symbiote version a first appearance version and a man spider version the very popular and expensive spider-man 2099 reprint also included in this release was a kb toys exclusive hence its higher rarity this book popped up on our radar this week due to a big high sale of 500 bucks for a CGC 9.8. That's not bad for a book that sold for $13 in the near mint raw for being such a cool, uh, a key issue in both action figure and comic reprint history. This is a very undervalued raw that high, high grade copy may mean that the winds are changing for this cover. Yeah, Toy Biz. What's a toy store? Uh, good yeah, lord. KB. I mean, yeah. I mean, you think about it, you know, Toys R Us, KB Toys. I mean, you know, it used to be inside malls yeah. and everything. Now it's just like 
you know, I don't remember how many aisles at Target or Walmart. Over six, seven years ago, I used to see this thing everywhere, right? I mean, it was, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I I like to categorize everything P and pre and post pandemic. I would say during the pandemic, past pandemic, I mean, collection has gone through the roof. I don't know, more people have more money or people, more people buying at home or, or something, but you know, I mean, it's collecting is that all time high, you know? So, uh, Check your boxes for this stuff. So Amazing Spider-Man 301, the Spider-Man Classics action figure, re- action figure reprint from 2001 for $900. All right, next up, maybe you'll get on this if you're a perv. Um, <laughs> we have Archie's Girls, Betty and Veronica, number 40. The kind of cover by Harry Lucy is the highlight from Archie, Be- Archie Girls, Betty and Veronica's early years. Keep in mind, this is 1959. Here we have Riverdale's finest and exercise attire poses that would raise an eyebrow under today's Instagram, TikTok, blah, 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 influencer standards. Take a look at the covers from the 50s. You'll notice that this sale for a CTC 8.0 is a cool $6,000. It's the highest sale ever for this book. And what good reason is tied with it is um, tied with the highest graded other copy and is asking for price, not sold. It hasn't been sold yet. An astounding, an astounding good girl cover and beyond the universe of all Archie books, general rarity, highest grade. You look at available options in eBay, maxing out a CC 5.5. bits under where you expect it to be land under a publicized auction sitting. I think everybody, I think everyone in this transaction walked away happy. Congratulations all around. And just look at the, the verbiage on here and you know what they're doing. I mean, it's just, Innuendo is an understatement to say this. You know, I'm I'm wondering if you know if they knew what they were doing. Really, I mean, would I mean, you know, it's pretty funny. Uh, let's see, really, Betty, I can help it if Art. I can't help it if Archie prefers me. I certainly don't chase him. Does a mouse trap chase a mouse? Mm. Poor Archie, he just has so many problems. So Archie's girls, Betty and Veronica, issue number forty for 1959, six G's for an 8.0. Whew. It's crazy money for that book. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, we'll RG saying, books are not, you know, there's some there's some gold in, in our hills. There is. Speaking of which, what do we got up next? Yeah, speaking of uh, Archie, this is one of, one of the best uh, innuendo covers there is. This is uh, Betty and Me, number 16. This is from 1968. So we all know Archie for being the family-friendly teen romance and high school adventures. You got Archie, you got Jughead. Uh, Reggie, Betty, and Veronica, but Archie Comics is also known for sexual innuendos and good girl, aka headlight covers. Uh, with Betty and Veronica promptly displayed in bikinis, Dan Parent has been has been re-releasing variant covers recently, showcasing this. Betty and Me, number 16, may be one of the most popular sexual innuendo covers that collectors have flocked to. And this week, a graded 9.2 sold for an all-time high record of $2,464, which that seems like a really good price for that high of a grade book. Um, that was on a November 28th of this year. It's worth noting that this is only one of two 9.8s, which are the highest graded copies on the census. Uh, I'm hoping Archie won't have to beat me off to report on this book. <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you're listening on podcast, so on the covers is – uh, Archie's holding, was it Betty or Veronica? Which one is the blonde? It's Betty. That's, uh, that's Veronica. 
Oh, it's no, Veronica. Betty. Okay. Betty. Yeah, it's Betty. So, says, so she goes, Archie, do you have any trouble rescuing me? He goes, I sure do, Betty. I had to beat off these other guys. It's not subtle at all. No. So Betty and me, issue number 16 from Archie Comics, 1968. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's gold in them right there. So uh, let's stick to the list here and um, continue on with, uh, yeah, you guessed it, more uh, sexual stuff. Uh, this is Deja Thoris, the Adam Hughes Virgin Risque 1 and 50 variant from 2019. Several recent sites and uh, sales phenomena warrant discussion here, all leading to the conclusion that the market is, is getting over its aversion to nude art in covers. Starting with this book, we all know that Adam Hughes has a massive following that rivals the uh, other modern artists. Add to the recipe the uh, probably a maximum print run of 500 or so copies. According out there, there's about 28,000 for number one, according to our friends over at Comicron. Factors in the potential returns and that everyone's favorite Martian princess on the cover, right? That yep. she is topless. She has a she has a book in staying power. This week, raw, sealed in a partially black bag, sold copy at auction for $142.50. The auction is setting a new high by a couple of dollars. A strong showing in the market when there is no news catalyst to move this book. This organic fandom waiting for a book to drop into their saved search results. Why is it, was it part of a larger trend? Have a look at the cover price top 10 this week and the, and the coincidence of the topless Phil Hughes, or Poop Kill, Poop Kill <laughs> Hughes second print with a thousand print run. It broke, in the LC, it broke on the list at number three. And the fine art cover to be featured. Also, note the nude variant, Conan number 24 from Dark Horse, sent a raw high sales in November by a couple of bucks. Look, nudity has always been and always be in demand. Just look at the many titles that sell because of the factor. There is no sort of that kind of expectation for its own sake material. The phenomenon noticed here is that make is broadening for the phenomenon to note here that it's broadening for rare, excellent by sought after names and tasteful nudity is no longer a preclusion from being collectible and making up the list and uh, uh, this alike. This week ended up turning a point for the normalization of these kind of books. God damn, that was a lot. Thanks a lot, Matt. <laughs> um, but if you want to see the uncensored copy, go over to coverprice.com and you can see the um, the boobies. They, they show it. But, you know, since we're we're not a family show, but, you know, we just can't just show Phil Farm Filth. You know what I'm saying? So, uh Deja Thoris, number one. If I if I recall correctly, Deja Thoris is part of the Robert E. Howard estate, right? She was a Conan. She's from uh, John Carter of Mars. Yeah, isn't that who who did that? Was that was it Robert E. Howard or uh, who was the who no? Was yeah, the, uh, I think it's the same guy that did Tarzan, right? Yes, yeah, so I think it yes. is Robert E. Howard. Yeah, somebody. Right? Right? I might be wrong. Something in the chat might be totally like correct us, but yeah, because uh, I I was like, who the hell is Deja Thoris? Because I I remember uh, Ken Lashley is a front of the show and i was like hey man I, you know i talked to him i said that has a nice cover for digital stores so what what's it about he goes hell i don't know i just do the covers man <laughs> I said, I said, okay uh but that yeah, movie though i don't know if you've ever seen it the uh, disney uh john carter of mars movie is that's an excellent incredible. film dude that's incredible. an excellent film it is way you know it was 
it was panned like left and right. Everybody was like, oh, they're stealing from Star Wars. They're stealing from Superman. But you don't know John Carter was way before Star Wars. Exactly. And even way before Superman as well. And and the main girl on there is one of the prettiest actresses I've ever seen. When I saw her on the screen, I was like, good Lord. But uh, (laughs) like I always say, Adam Hughes draws some great uh, covers. Uh, Internal art, not so much. Just go out and look. Um, I actually have a penthouse comic of uh, Adam Hughes uh, who did the cover on it. So, yeah, he's been pervy for a while now. So, Deja Shore, the Adam Hughes. Can you really say Virgin Risque? That almost sounds like an oxymoron. Uh, <laughs> one, one in 50 from 2019 sold for $143 in a raw near mint 9 to 9.4. All right. Are we going to keep with it? Why not? Let's keep it sexy, baby. Let's go for it. Sexy, sexy list. And I'm continuing that with DN Agents uh, number 24. This is from Eclipse 1985. We previously talked about Dave Stevens, who is the creator of The Rocketeer, as well as how his good girl style of pinup art has gained in popularity with collectors after being undervalued for so long. Absolutely correct. Planet Comics number one and 3D Zone number 16 may be his most famous covers, but fans are always looking for the next big thing. DNA Agents 24 may only have a few uh, fair market value of being around 30 bucks, but people may be taking notice. This week, two graded copies sold on November 26th. One was a 9.6. That went $475. A 9.8 went for a record of $350. Maybe it's time for you to look for the next great D- Dave Stevens covers. You know what? He had, Obviously, he well, rest in peace. He died way before his There's time. very little art from Dave Stevens out there because he yeah. died so young. Or so. I have one of his early comics, and I forgot what it is, but basically she's dressed like an aviator would in, from the 50s, uh, 60s. Yeah, I forgot oh. what it's called. Um, Airboy. I think there's, it's oh, Airman. Airman. Yeah, I think it's Airboy. Um, somebody in the live chat, correct me if I'm wrong uh, with that, but it's an awesome cover, and it's just, you know how they – it was – like a pinup she's wearing like the baggy pants and mm-hmm. she's like fully clothed but it's just the way she, airboy thank you very much yeah i knew i wasn't going crazy and that's the only dave stevens book i have i think i bought i also i think he did a um a rocket man book uh or a rocketeer that's a 3d uh comic uh and i have that one as well oh, that's uh, cool. yeah it's it's one of the kind of uh, interesting sub genres of comic books is um you know the uh the 3D comic, you know, I don't know if I've ever actually tried it. It was like back when 3D glasses were just one was red and one was blue. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're halfway through the, the drive in theaters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We're halfway through the list, boys and girls. Let's take a quick little break to hear from our sponsor, MySlap, so I can get a drink. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlab.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over 100,000 slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20% or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace by collectors for collectors. 
Great. Make sure if you're selling on uh, anything over $60,000, it's uh, 0% by seller fee. So you got that going for you. Um, great. I got to do this one. Last time I butchered his name and I didn't uh, hear the end of it, man. So uh, let's go with it. Let's go with Sopardente Obre Arana. Does that sound right? Works for me. Yeah, <laughs> we we highlighted many issues of the infamous Spider-Man series. We recall back in two, in the 1970s, a, a publisher, La Mensa, or excuse me, La Prensa, took it upon themselves to reprint Spider-Man stories in Spanish. However, the point where Green Goblin kills Gwen Stacy, they made a decision to write their own stories, keeping Gwen Stacy alive. They printed 45 copies featuring the original stories centered around Peter Parker Gwen, and uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man's ongoing relationship with Gwen Stacy. These never were reprinted these were never reprinted or are quite collectible for the past several years they have been rapidly increasing in value however this particular issue is the a fun what if type cover though gwen and peter are only married with a dream sequence in the series the lore of this non-canon run a relationship that never ever sees the blossom in the u.s comics um and the original unique spider-man covers that help support this week's massive sale of thirty-three thousand seven hundred and seventy-eight dollars for a CDC 6.5. Need to say this is a new high sale for this issue and this series, but it's a it's it's a new high sale for the forum market as a whole. On sale, the on sale, the on the one sales changes many U.S. collectors' view of the forum market. It's time to pay closer to the growing um, attention to the market. Um, yeah, this has always been like the book for me when you know because I I have some weird like uh master of kung fu and dr strange foreign books and it what's funny is in the um the french one there's no word for kung fu and so <laughs> they just say karate right because they don't have a word for kung fu which was really interesting to me so i was like you know i'm and i had to buy it so every now my friend a big to do went over um abroad and he bought some back for me and you know and i and he and he was nice enough to give them to me but uh yeah, look out for those foreign comics, man. Ever we've been talking about it for a while now. That you know they've been ever since this show has started. We've always been talking about, hey, if you see these, what you would call a foreign variant, like uh, before I would pre-pandemic, dude. Do you remember the nine pence uh, first appearance of Moon Knight? Yeah, it wasn't worth shit. Nobody my, cared about uh to the point where my friend accidentally bought a copy <laughs> for really cheap. And he goes, oh, damn it. I didn't know, realize. And I, and I messaged him. I said, dude, uh, did you hold on? He goes, yep. I said, yeah, because now it's worth like, what, eight, six times what he paid for it? It's kind of uh, amazing. So, so let me try this again. Sobredante Obra Rana, issue 128, or the amazing or spectacular Spider-Man, however you want to pronounce it. So. All right, are we gonna stay? Uh, are we gonna stay away from modern or uh, foreign and modern books that have nudity in them? Let's see. Oh, that's oh, nice. there's something a little bit different here. This is Star Wars Crimson Empire number one. This is the Dark Horse from 1997 series. Star Wars spe uh, speculation has had massive gains in the last three to four years. Many books containing important storylines and first appearances have become collectible comics sought after by collectors and speculators alike. One such book that became a $15 to $20 book was Star Wars Crimson Empire number one. This book contains the first appearance of both Carnor Jax and 
Kerkanos, I guess. Uh, this storyline is a, yeah, yeah. Uh, this storyline is a favorite amongst Star Wars enthusiasts, and with this adoring, with, ador- with that adoration, comes hopes of someday an adaptation to film or screen. I enjoyed reading this storyline, all three parts plus the uh, B.H. Kane kill. So count me in that camp for sure. Uh, this book has fluctuated in price some, but this week. There was a sale of a 9.8 for $480. A lot of those Dark Horse books lingering in those dollar to $2 uh, boxes for decades. Start pulling those out. Look, Start looking for some high-grade copies. Star Wars just popped up out of nowhere. It just became popular. Same with oh, like yeah. those foreign comics. I think ever since the, I want to say, The Mandalorian came out is when really people started specking on Star Wars again. Um, you know. It's another I one mean, of those uh, pre-pandemic post-pandemic because i remember when that when the pandemic hit that's when i started seeing the star wars stuff nobody gave shit about dr. well they did but i mean it's i dr afro is at all-time highs now i mean it, it's kind of amazing uh and plus it's a dope cover and ever since i saw them on empire strikes back i was like who are these guys in red i need to see more of them because they just look dope and then uh and then, you know you know, spoiler alert. Um, yeah, uh, Kylo Ren and uh, uh, what's her name killed them all, but they gave up at least a good fight somewhat. Um, but um, this is a killer cover too. Like this thing just pops. It does. Yeah. 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 That's a powerful right. cover. So Star Wars Crimson Empire issue number one from ninety seven for four hundred and eighty dollars. Speaking of which, boom, we were just talking about. Uh, um. Uh, I'm sorry. We were just talking about the uh, Transformer or, or uh, something, right? Were we just talking about that? Anyway, we're always talking about Transformers or Ghost yeah. Rider or Ghostbusters or exactly. something. Exactly. <laughs> well, drama or no drama, Clayton Crane has illustrated some of the most eye catching and dynamic exclusive modern covers. This is no exception. Two of the most recognizable properties do a major crossover in this miniseries. Out of the 10 plus covers, this is the most sought after. And most expensive, the Virgin variant was extremely limited run of 300, each issue coming alongside a certificate of authenticity. Most recently, Crane's covers took a slight dip due to his relationship uh, controversy with the infamous acetate or Asgate, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, of CTE2. However, this particular book is increased, instead increased in price. This week, it hit a high new uh, new high sale for $289 for a near-mint raw dog. Back in June, a graded 9.8 sold for $313. The most recent sale saw indicate the price of a graded 9.8 may be seen in a value increase soon. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but today and uh, you got three major like trailers dropped. The new Transformers, uh, Age of the Beast dropped, um, Indiana Jones finally dropped their trailer and i'm missing something else who else dropped the trailer uh transformers dropped uh indiana jones guardians of the galaxy yeah guardians of the galaxy that's the one yeah yeah that, yeah yeah there's a big it, day it, for trailers dude. exactly it was kind of crazy that, i was like what's was, going on here why is yeah, my phone was blowing like, you know, I, I, before i shared i was like dude i already shared this already I, you know i was like hey, you guys see this he was dude i shared it on our other group chat i was like oh man i was like you know and i was like and i always think it was i was watching uh, first of all it's just transformers ghost uh transformers ghost ghostbusters issue number one um i just said man I if go Bumblebee doesn't get his damn voice box back, I'm gonna be pissed off because he has yet we have yet to really hear him talk. Hopefully, you know, he can finally talk again. Um, I think he talked at the very beginning of the Bumblebee movie, 
I want to say. But yeah, I mean, he was on uh, Cybertron. Was I think he was talking normal? I need I need to see that movie again. That was so cool. But I think Bumble it's talking normal. is a great movie. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, all the Transformer movies are kind of fun. You know, turn off your brain. Like the one that really. I, that, I don't know how they got Sir Anthony Hopkins to be in it, but he was in it. And with <laughs> Mark Wahlberg with the, uh, and it has like, it has ties to like Arthurian legend. Have you seen that one? Oh, uh, no, I got a weird story about going to go see that, but no, I haven't seen that one yet. It is a really trippy movie. Like it, they go full on deep into like, you know, the Transformers were part of King Arthur's court and knights and all this crazy shit. Cause I love King Arthur's stories and things that, you know, give me another Excalibur. Everybody at me, leave Excalibur alone. Let it, let it be on itself. Oh, um, yeah. Lord of Brooklyn in the chat too, real quick. Yeah. Big shout out. Uh, Cocaine Bear. The trailer for Cocaine Bear came out today. Oh yeah. That one is <laughs> insane. Like a, like a, apparently a, a, a bear uh, consumed 40 gallons worth of cocaine or some crazy shit like that. So uh, yeah, tis the season to be giving. All Sounds right. like my uncle on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, am I doing this next one? Uh, no, because you just did Transformers. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Go. Because well, I mean, this is, this is your book. Yeah. This <laughs> is my book. Why don't you read it? Okay. Uh, so here we go. Tim's book here. This is Vampirella number one from uh, Warren Comics, 1969. Frank Frazetta's influence on the comic book industry is immeasurable. However, one of his greatest gifts to fans was in the form of Vampirella. She is a legitimate cultural phenomenon with tens of thousands of vampy books sold monthly. With the expanding fan base of the Princess of Draculon, and the resulting increase in values of certain modern variants, her first appearance have seen steady and persistent growth in value in the last year. A raw, very fine copy sold back in March for 900. October, one sold for 1200. Finally, this last sale, a very fine copy sold for $1,291.66. This type of steady growth is evidence of the value of niche comics. It was reported last year that Dynamite sold the worldwide film and television rights uh, to Irana Media Holding, so they got the rights for that now, um, with the deal reported including all vampire, all vampire stories, characters, and derivative works. The article does uh, suggest that projects are in the works, yet while she may not be gracing the silver screen in the near future, this does present promise. Either way, Vampirella's fandom grows and continues to grow even more, and so does the value of her first appearance. Yeah, I've been. This is the only book that's left that I really want. That's a, that I consider a grail of mine. I think I have Vampirella number two, but I don't have Vampirella number one. And it's such an iconic cover, like you know, just the the posing of it. You know, obviously, I was a huge fan of her instead of growing up as well. So all of the fantasy work that he did. And if you remember, there was a um, a Skinamax Vampirella movie. Uh, that came out, I think I want to say in the 90s. It was yeah, really, Soto played Vampirella, right? Yeah, it was a really bad adaptation of it. So I was like, man, this is whack. But uh, <laughs> she's not a Dracula per se. Uh, but I remember in the 90s, man, Vampirella was everywhere. Um, oh, shit. Speaking of which, you know what? I just picked one up. I didn't even, I missed the first issue, but I saw the second issue as I going through my box of pools here. Um, yeah. It's a, yeah, I'm wrong. Never mind. <laughs> it was, it's Lady Death and, uh, and some, and Hell Witch. I thought it was uh, Vampirella, but either way, it's still a skimpy cover. But uh, 
Vampirella number one from 1969. A good year to have comics from Warren. Uh, 12.92 for a raw 7.0, 8.5. So basically, we're unable to verify the actual grade since it was a raw dog. All right, hard to find those in good condition because they're so big. Yeah, isn't that? It's funny. It's uh, I did your book and you did mine. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is obviously um, Wolverine. This is number three ten. The great. Stephen Platt. Yes. The last time we mentioned this book, we spoke about the one in two hundred sketch variant that sold for an amazing twenty two thirty three in March of last year of this year. This variant is truly as ghost as the sketch variant has only sold five times since two thousand nineteen. A one in one hundred colored versions are not as rare as its sketch counterpoint, but has uh, as a sketch counterpart. Excuse me, but has sold three times this year. That's an incredible raw sale for. $1,389, which is a record high for any sale, graded 9.8s included. Platt's legacy may lie with his Moon Knight covers, but this 1 in 100 and 1 in 200 are his holy grails and most valuable covers by far. See, I, I, I did not think that this was worth more than, well, you know what? If, if his style had changed, and people, I, I if you look at Moon Knight, uh, his run that he did, his style was so much more different than what oh, his yeah. what you would consider. It doesn't like when he was doing Moon Knight or when he was doing Profit. Like he's way oh, more, Profit, I mean, yeah. I mean, granted, this is like you know twenty five years later, and he's refined his style. But you know, me as a Platt fan, seeing this, I didn't I didn't realize that it was a, a Stephen Platt cover at first. You know, it doesn't yeah. it's not his same style. It doesn't look like his his crazy manic style he had before. And the awesomeness about it is the scarcity. He doesn't really do. I mean, he. I believe he moved into the world of film production, where he's doing uh, storyboards and things. Yes, yeah. design and um, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Wolverine number three then is Stephen Platt one in one hundred uh, rounds out our list. Stick around to see what's shaking today, boys and girls. So uh, let me take a quick breather and go get something to drink. And uh, don't go away though. I'll be right back.
All right, as I seamlessly transition over to the shakers list here, as uh, as I always do. Let me see. Boom. Bam. Bam. There it is, boys and girls. Um, so this is the cover price top 10. As you see, there's the pop kills nakedness. Uh, Eminem continues to pop. These are the movers of the week. This is uh, the most units sold. Or most. It's good to see the Stock Strange book in there. Uh, I, this is a good read. It's very uh, trippy style uh, done that uh, that brings you back. Reminds you of like it. It's not Ditko ish, but it's like different in the way that it, it's drawn. Um, but anyway, we're here to see what's shaking, man. Let's see what's. It's good to see Lobo still blowing up though too. That bush is, is not stopping. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, good old friend over at uh, Hulk one eighty one for seven point five. There's the look at that five grand for an eight point five sold for Ghost Rider. Uh, you want to see what the record sale is? It is absolutely. Nos- I got a I got a five five signed by Roy Thomas. Yeah, I have a six five that slab, but not signed. Um, highest known value. It was via a heritage auction, I want to say. It was, I remember that. Okay. Yeah. It had crazy. Yeah. It had had, outsold other books that were like first issue, like first Fantastic Four One or, or, you know, some other craziness. But, you know, uh, just wait till Ghost Rider appears. If you've been watching Marvel's page, um, they've been showing these kind of, snippets and things from the new uh, midnight suns game and uh, to be honest with you i was just i watched them all and i was like i'd, I'd love to see an animated film of this you know just put that shit together man looking at x-men one though back at, at the top it's the first book on the list raw thirteen thousand five hundred. wow yeah <laughs> again that, that's 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 a lot of money to, to drop on on raw Yes, like, it is. I don't know how whoever the sell was or how this went, how somebody would inspect it to make sure you know you're a thousand percent sure there's no restoration on it or anything. Exactly. <laughs> or trend, I mean, any of that stuff. You know? I'm assuming it's near mint. Uh, it says raw no gray because that means that you know in the sale they didn't specify or right. we our cover price wasn't able to verify the author, you know, what the, it was actually graded at. So uh um, yeah, it's too bad. It'd be nice to see what that person thought it was yeah. gonna be at. Uh, I mean, hell, a nine point two sold for CDC nine point two sold for two hundred seventy six thousand uh, back in April of this year. Uh, just wait till the X Men start showing up. That's gonna be oh. that's gonna be just a killer book. Yeah, it is. Jeez, uh, Invincible. Oh, I love these House of Mystery books. <laughs> it's House of Mystery number one. Look at that. Some crazy ass dogs in there. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Forgive me, darling, but the, there's no other way. Wait, Doug, only a silver bullet can destroy a werewolf. Damn, that's messed up. Uh, seventeen fifty for a six point five seems pretty cheap. Rather, relatively cheap. I mean, eight point zero is the highest known value for twenty two eighty. Shit. For how's <laughs> speaking of werewolves? One? Have you seen Wednesday yet, Tim? No, it's on my oh. list though. Oh but yeah, dude, just whatever you whatever you're watching now, just move Wednesday up to the top. Does it have uh, Sabrina vibes from it? Oh, that's like, what I'm getting. Sabrina, but like more clever, I feel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm talking about Sabrina, the Netflix yeah, the, uh, that Yeah, because that's yeah, much more different. That came out? Yeah, exactly. It, it's yeah. very similar to that, but I think a little bit better writing. Yeah. Um, I just finished 1899, and um, yeah, I don't know what's going on. But, you know, I mean, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. Uh, it's like, uh, if loss took place on a cruise ship, uh, is the best way I can explain it. Oh, it okay. starts off as a 
period piece turns into a horror show and then turns to a sci-fi show. And that's all I'll tell you. Just let the story play out and you'll be like engrossed. And it's spoken in eight different languages. So I, I don't watch it with the dub version. Watch it with subtitles on because each each person speaks. Uh, there are, you know, German, Spanish, Cantonese, uh, Dutch, uh, French, Italian. Some, I mean, there's something like eight of them. Um, but if you check out the making of, if you haven't seen it, well, you should probably see it before you see the making of because it's full <laughs> of spoilers. Yeah. Um, good old Tank Girl number one coming in a thousand bones. This Daredevil cover has always been hot. This is um, kind of a photo of the cityscape that they put in the background. Um, so this is from Daredevil issue number 16 from 1966. First Spider-Man crossover in a title series. First John Romita, uh, first John Romita Spider-Man artwork. Wow. 1100 for an 8.0. Highest known value is the 9.6 for $3,500. Wow. And this is John Romita's first work. Yeah. Just goes figure, man. Um, Good old Captain America comics. Look at this crazy ass detective comic. <laughs> He's trying to hit Batman with the chair. Yeah. These I'm telling you, these early golden age covers are just straight up goofy, man. Yeah. Um, so this tech uh tech comics number 95. It was already on 95 issues in 1945, which is mind-boggling. Uh 949 dollars for a 6.5. I think that's way yeah. undervalued. That's 990 crazy. for an 8.5 for like an 80-year-old book, you know? Like, yeah, that's that's nuts. Absolutely nuts, but uh, there's gold and then the mirror hills. But our Marvel team up's interesting because that's the whole like the other, like the the third other first appearance of the black suit. (laughs) This is the early appearance of black costume two weeks after Amazing Spider Man number 252. So there's also uh, the Secret Wars Wars book, Mm -hmm. and I also collect the Spectacular Spider Man book, which is the first black suit in the Spectacular Spider Man run. Uh, So if you want to be a completist, you know, and get all the first, you know, black suit spideys. Um, you know, that's what, you know, back in the day, I was like, I need to get all of them. <laughs> uh, what's up, what's up with this book? Okay. Giant size Avengers issue number two from 1974 death of swordsman origin of Ramatut and Hawkeye joins the Avengers. Oh, wow. I'm digging that. Look at that. cover. Yeah. King that. and Ramatut. So they're like the same character. So there's, a, there's probably spec on that with the movies coming out. Exactly. I don't want to talk about how many different iterations of Kang there are because it's <laughs> mind boggling. I mean, it's, um, Almost like like Warlock too. Speaking of which, we finally got we got a chance to see Warlock on the screen. Yeah, for like, like half during, a second, I was like, "Dang, I yeah. wanted to see more." Yeah, but it looked like he had a gem on his forehead, so that was that was important to me. Yeah, it's not the Soul Stone. Remember no. that? In, we'll see some, whatever it is, but at least it, it, they they still gave him that aesthetic. Yeah, uh, and just I mean, it was a great day of just trailers all around. To be honest with you, it was kind of it was fun. Uh, speaking of nostalgia, look at this, Thunder Catch number one from <laughs> December nineteen eighty five. Seven hundred fifty dollars in a nine point eight. Man, that's it. Nine point eight sold in twenty two fifty back in two thousand and twenty one. Wow. Hmm. You would think it'd be worth more, right? Yeah. Well, you know, no one cares about Thundercats. Yeah, that's true. I mean, oh. they do, but it's not. It's not like any movies coming out. It's not that much heat. But you know, that's one of those things that people have probably been specking on for a while too. For seven fifty yeah, for keep, a nine eight. Yeah. Let's keep it that way, so I can get myself a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Look at this goofy kid. Blue Circle Comics issue number three. Oh my God. Is that a Hitler um, uh, octopus? octopus or oh my God. <laughs> that looks weird as hell. Uh, blue issue. Yeah. Blue Circle Comics from uh, 1944. 
Uh, Seven hundred dollars right, in man. a raw grade. Wow. It's about that. That it's about that that year. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I can see how this uh, whoever this uh, chick is stabbing him is. Um, and that swordfish, but it's <laughs> it's a swordfish, and uh, I say Namor's ex girlfriend or something, man, oh. uh, or um, I wonder who she is. If somebody in the live chat knows, uh, and if you haven't, we need proof of life. Uh, really, uh, look at this. For a second there, I thought he was uh, fire or uh, radioactive man from The Simpsons. Well, no, I was going to say, uh, you know, uh, the guy from DC with the fire in his head. Jeez. Uh, oh, Firestorm. Yeah, for, you know, from a distance, it looked like Firestorm. But this is Adam Auto Man Comics or Atom Adam Adam Man, whatever man. <laughs> six fifty for a six point five. Uh, from Spark Publications in 1946. That's wild. Oh, look at all that black. Like, what kind of... There's, and they, and yeah, I was like, they, even, like, the cheapest, worst paper in that time, too. So I can only imagine what these yeah, things look like. Yeah, I'm going to the highest known value is. 9,600 for a 9.4. 9.4 wow. for a book like that? That's time That's, machine stuff. Yep, you were in time machine if you have that in a 9.4. Um, um, I guess Wolverine is moving... Uh, I'm a man. Memphis Prime sold a set during our uh, Lords of Longbox auction. Nice. Uh, Ultimate Fallout. This one has always been fun. This is oh, actually... that's one of those other like the other super expensive, like hard to find Adam Hughes cover. Yeah, Supergirl and the Legion of Superheroes. Adam Hughes one in ten, six hundred dollars and nine point four, seventeen ninety nine and nine point eight sold back. Uh, so almost same time last year. But uh, yeah, this one is actually was one of the early pieces of art that cover price used on their website. It was oh, yeah. this image. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, and another fantastic cover. I want to say. What year was this again? This is 2006. Yeah. So they weren't really doing variants back then. No. And I want to say this is an homage or a straight up swipe of something, you know, um, that he used re as a reference of. It just seems very. Dare I say even Dan Stevens or Dave Stevens, Steven-esque or somebody. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's, you know. I don't think anybody are, who draws hot chicks that is not somehow influenced by Dave Stevens one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, my Iron my uh, Iron Fist book is on here. So is my, uh, I think this Phoenix book is really going to jump uh, whenever it does come. Um, so this is. Uh, I love that cover just because I like to see uh, Cyclops drown a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> X Men 101. Uh, this is the first appearance of the Phoenix and a Rodney Man 578. dollars Wow, uh, highest known value is 13,000. Uh, hopefully, Oof. with the uh Feige effect, we get the full on X Men at their all their might. Uh, I know you think they're gonna do Dark Phoenix again, they're gonna have to wait a while. I mean, you know, <laughs> we already got two iterations of it exactly. Wait a while, let it build up, and do it, you know, the do the and it killed both film franchises too, <laughs> yeah. Ironically, yeah. I mean, you know, gotta give, you gotta build it up, man. You gotta let Marvel Girl become, you know, Phoenix and then Dark Phoenix and everything. I mean, and she's so powerful as Phoenix. It's almost amazing. I mean, you know, how they, she's gone on the radar. I would imagine, though, that, you know, people are gonna one day say, oh, yeah, she's one of the most powerful beings in the universe, which she is. Um, um, here we go. We're just talking about this book. I sold one at the live action, but mine was a second print or first print. Uh, this is the Adi Grana fourth print purple variant. And uh, this is going for $550 and 9.8. Reprints, first prints of Dr. Afra uh, 000 and BT-1. See, if you notice all of the, uh, I had this one and this one. Um, 
And I, I had double, so I need to probably uh, get rid of these. But this is the other hot one, the one in 25. But yeah, people have been specking on Dr. Afro since the moment this forever. came out. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that's what came out of it. I mean, other than the prices keep going up, but we haven't gotten her in anything, which is pretty interesting. Nothing concrete, that is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, look at this Gunslinger Spawn. Spawn 2017. Uh, uh, this is a price book. Spawn 174 from 2008. I know King of Golden State has this. I think he was showing it off at one point. First appearance of Gunslinger Spawn, $531 for a 9.6. Highest known value is a 9.8 at 1450. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, recently, you know, they kind of re uh did he reintroduce himself i guess the gunslinger spawn um mm-hmm. i was a huge for, a fan of like i you know of the mcfarland toys when they did these kind of variant iterations of spawn like i remember there being like a uh samurai spawn and there was like a, a medieval spawn and all these mm-hmm. other different versions of spawn and they just created these awesome toys i mean so much that uh you know mcfarland ended up getting sued by the nhl some hockey player because he was doing he was doing um i guess the story is he was doing a, a remember his toy line that he did yeah the, the hockey players uh sued him because that was the name his name was tony twist and that was the name of like one of the the mobsters mm. in the spawn cartoon yeah so it wasn't because of the toys then, the action figures then. Not that I know, but I know, I know the hockey hockey player story. And it was about the comics. It was about he's like, yo, toys are making more money than I do. I need to get some of that. <laughs> yeah, I have this Daily Hands of Kung Fu number nineteen. This is the first appearance of White Tiger Hector Ayala, five hundred dollars in a nine God, I got to grade mine nine point eight sold for uh, thirty five hundred back in May, but recently a nine point zero sold for a uh, only nine point zero sold for five hundred. Yeah, this entire run is dope. I love all these uh, daily. Oh, the covers are great. Magazines. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are all like black and white magazines. They have like kung fu moves in it and stuff. That they yeah, there's literally there's articles in there. You could buy like ninja stars in there. Was, <laughs> you remember, you know, you could buy like all these like kind of bow staff and all kinds of crazy shits in there. It's 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 like a comic book slash magazine like how to. It's hard to explain it if you ever open one up though. It's pretty interesting. Like you, there's like maybe two or three stories inside of it, but then they also have like interviews with like uh you know you know master martial artists and stuff exactly and, uh, yeah you know bruce uh, lee most... articles and everything it, it was all it was a kung fu magazine with a couple of comic books pushed in yeah well in 1975 that was the height of like kung fu madness right if you think about bruce lee at his height you know in 1975 he'd already you know he died a year later i believe in 1970 or no he died he died in 73 i think but his movies continued on into you know famously the game of death where uh, half the movie is not even him in it right it's a, a body double uh you know so yeah it's very uh tragic how he died at such a young age well same with his son yeah and yeah and his son died on set by live ammunition which is crazy yep. uh yeah but it's very like very reminiscent of, to what's happened recently yeah yeah uh legion of superheroes i love this cover dude i have i I would love for this to happen like live action just to see just these things kind of team up together we got three of them so four please don't give us morbius get us a better morbius (laughs) yeah Yeah, morbius is uh last uh um when wondercom was going on me and nemesis prime saw it in a theater and uh and we came out of it i was like what just happened what was that what can you explain? Oh, I'm glad I didn't go with you guys then. <laughs> oh no, it was like it was like it was it was neither great nor was it bad, but it was just there, yeah. and it was just like they could have done so many cool things with it, but I was just like, 
what did I just watch? And why did why is this here? I mean, but you know, hopefully they can redo it properly, man. But this is the first appearance of the Legion of Monsters, four hundred sixteen dollars for nine point two. Oh, he needs Ghost Rider, but you know he's coming. He's around the corner. <laughs> Somebody's specking hard on this bad boy. March of two thousand twenty-two. Ten grand? Are you crazy? But I guess so. Hell, wait. When when was WonderCon? When we went? Um, that was March, wasn't it? Was it March yeah. or April? It was Easter, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like the first weekend of Easter. So maybe you know, people, whoever bought it for ten grand, was specking on Morbius at the time. It's not like you only think, right? Uh, but you know, you know, with I think it's only a matter of time between that, the Midnight Suns game, and all the stuff that they're alluding to. I think it's you know, horror yeah. is right around the corner. I mean, I just watched um, uh, Into the Multiverse of Madness again the other day. I absolutely love that movie. I don't care what people say. It's a good I movie. Mean, it's, 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 it, it has its it has its bit parts, but it's it's it's, it's, it's if anything, it's too short. It needed to be a longer film, I think, I, to really flesh yeah. everything out. I think what it was is just they've been doing too much. Is that they just keep revealing too much in the trailers, and yeah. then. The Illuminati got spoiled for me before I saw it. So I was like, oh, all this is, I already know what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I knew they were coming, but you know, if, you know, if you think they're, they're dead, then you're not paying attention to what the multiverse is. Oh, yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, no, we're getting, spoiler, we're, we're, spoiler getting <laughs> we're getting, we're getting, we're getting, it's happening. Right. So, oh, yeah. We are. And, you know, there's, you know, there's a reason there's a, there's a, you know, uh, well, what they call it, the Legion of Reeds or whatever they call them. Oh, um, um, the the council of reads. The council reads, yeah. So they they exist in every multiverse. Uh, and our friends over at Eight Billion Genies, number one, the Trish Forstner Bird City Super Mario Three homage, limited to five hundred, four hundred dollars in a nine point eight. Wow! Congratulations to them at Eight Billion Genies over at Bird City. And speaking of which, um, tomorrow, boys and girls, you can get your Bird City drop at 6 p.m pacific so set your timers set your alarms so the you know you don't miss out and i where is my guy for it this is dropping the last ronin and huckley and uh jp i forgot who the other artist is but these are uh, you can buy the set for 40 dollars use discount code of lotlb save 15 percent off our girlfriends over at bird city comics and so make sure you sign up for them and uh use your discount use and abuse it as much as you can so uh that's it. We made it, Gabe. We did it. We did it. Any last words? Everybody, thanks for showing up. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm out of here. I'm going to go watch Wednesday after this. You know what? I'm going to go watch Wednesday, too, after I yeah. pass out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, you guys, all for joining us. Uh, for everybody, I shipped your books. I'm still waiting on the address for Spawn, whoever bought my Spawn number eight. Um, I think um, so. If you're out there, Please give me your address because you gave me money, but I don't know where to send your book. So watch it. I get all kinds of people say, it was me. It was me. It was me. I was like, <laughs> all right. Till next time, boys and girls, keep digging in them alarm boxes and have a great weekend. We'll see you Tuesday for the cover price top 10. Until next time, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out.